Welcome to the Lockdown Lowdown with HappeningInHearts.com. I'm Piper Terrett. Coming up on the show, we've got an interview with the lovely ladies of Twist Teas in Harpenden on how to make a calming brew in lockdown. Plus, we'll be speaking to Jeff Bennett of the Hartford Art Society on their exciting online spring show. And there's more fun and banter with the one and only Graham Mack. But first of all, let's have a look at the news and see what's reopened. The Hope Cafe in Maidenhead Street in Hartford has reopened for takeaways only, obviously, collection. If you don't know where that is, it's opposite the Costa. Um, if you uh, like to go for a walk, Pangs Hanger Park has reopened their Thieves Lane car park. So that'll be good if you uh, fancy going a bit further afield with the dog or the children. And a number of garden centres have reopened following the uh, announcement last weekend from Boris. Um, Van Hague's reopened on Thursday the 14th of May with social distancing measures in place. Um, Leafy Oak Nursery, that's the one on the old coach road um, that runs parallel to the A10 in Great Amwell. Um, they're reopening from Friday the 15th of May but you need to contact them and make an appointment before visiting because only a limited number of customers are allowed in the store at any one time. Um, Matthew's Plants in Royden will be reopening from Saturday the 16th of May. Um, opening times Saturday 9 till half past 5, Sunday 10 till 4. Um, and that you need to check their Facebook page for details. There's quite a complicated list of rules and regs about um, how you behave when you're there um, because I think other access isn't fantastic. And only two people per family, a group allowed in at any one time and only bring children if you have no choice. Um, Top Pots, that's at, at Three Lakes at, on Westmill Road in Ware, is also reopening this weekend. Um, and once open, they'll continue to be open from Wednesday to Sunday. Um, do sort of keep an eye out when you get there because there's um, a new entrance to the left of the normal entrance and a one-way system. Also be hand sanitising facilities available. Watton Nursery um, on Ware Road in Watton at Stone, they've decided to suspend their delivery service and the store uh, reopens from Thursday the 14th of May with social distancing measures in place. Um, Harlow Garden Centre, that reopened on Wednesday the 13th of May and again social distancing measures keep two metres apart. Uh, emergency work is prioritised as well. Now, something new that we're going to be doing is um, a shout-out to uh, either friends or family, uh, maybe people who are self-isolating or someone that's, uh, that's uh, trying to celebrate their birthday in lockdown. Um, and this week, our very special shout-out goes to the fabulous Sally Lawrence in Hartford, who, in the words of Withnail, is self-isolating by mistake. Drinking too much coffee during lockdown and getting stressed out, thinking about switching to tea. Well, earlier, we spoke to Claire Ayres and Nikki Kavanagh, who run Twist Teas in Harpenton, to find out how to make the perfect calming brew. 
Um, I'm here with Claire Ayres and Nikki Kavanagh, founders of uh, Twist Teas in Harpenden. How are you doing this morning, ladies? We're very well, thank you. Very well indeed, thank you. Oh, very glad to hear that. Um, can you tell me a little, about, a little bit about your business? We started about um, three years ago. It was me, uh, Nikki Kavanagh, my daughter Claire Ayres and a friend of hers, Fraser Tant who um, is a, a, I've known since he was 12. So really he feels like one of the family. And yeah. we, we, Claire and I were looking to start a business together. We have always loved tea. We're always disappointed with the tea, the tea range and tea quality that was on the market. And um, we decided that we would start a tea company. Fantastic. So which, I mean, which sort of teas did you, did you start off with? We started off with a range of 12, I think it was 12 teas, um, some black teas, uh, fruit and herbals, and uh, a couple of rooibos teas. When we were uh, looking around at what teas, what teas there were on the market and what they contained, um, one of the experiments that we did was to buy a range of teas, take their tea bags, look at the quality of their tea bags, and also what was inside them. And very often it was so disappointing. If you open a tea bag sometime and take a look at what's in it, and believe me, generally it isn't leaves. And then added to that, if you look at the ingredients, you see that sometimes they've, they've added some kind of artificial sweetener or some other artificial ingredient. And we've never believed in additives, just, you know, naturally, we have never believed in additives. So um, we decided that our brand wouldn't have any of those. We wouldn't have an additive of any kind. Yeah. I'm, I'm shocked because you, you think of tea as, as something really quite natural. And I mean, I have, you know, I don't think I purposely split a tea bag. I have accidentally split but it would just wouldn't occur to me that people would add things like that no uh, the, the starting point for us was that um was the high watermark of having loose leaf tea which there's a, a an increasing sort of growing demand for now because of all the environmental issues relating to the use of unnecessary packaging but uh, uh, again as as people who are professionals before and as mothers and uh, hesitate say grandmothers and fathers <laughs> and all of those things we we, we appreciate how um, really those minutes when you're brewing a cup of tea are, are stolen moments and that you, people often don't have the paraphernalia that goes with with loose leaf blends no. and so we wanted to have the next best thing which is why the bags are pyramid shaped because then it allows the leaves and the herbs and the flowers to expand um, and circulate as they would do in a pot but because the and then again the, the material that we made them out of which is corn silk which is literally from the ear of the corn mm -hmm. I think yeah. isn't it yeah. and it's sealed um, and, it, and it's heat sealed and, uh, and you can put your tea bag on your compost heap and it will uh, disintegrate it'll take a bit longer than if you put it in your food waste but yeah. they are degradable and, uh, and all the time we're looking for ways of improving uh, the way that we can present our products so that we're totally environmentally friendly. But that it's functional as it's well. Functional. And so that if you're busy and you're in the workplace, you can whack a tea bag in a cup and you, you, yes. you know, it's the same as brewing a PG tea. But yeah. you get a different, you, you get a sense of smell, 
the, the appearance of it and the taste of it yeah. and hopefully the, the health benefits that are derived from all the, the the added herbs the functional herbs so at the moment obviously lockdown is quite a stressful time for a lot of people um are there any particular kinds of teas that you would recommend for sort of keeping us healthy or calm well if you're thinking of one of ours we've got a lovely brew called lemon drizzle and this is has got a rooibos base and rooibos isn't strictly a tea but it's a herb that's grown in south africa only and uh, the south africans have always used it and drunk it like a tea um but we've added um lemon verbena lemon peel, uh, chamomile, sunflower petals, lovely calming uh, in ingredients to this lemon drizzle. And it's a, a, a wonderful kind of sweet and citrusy brew. Yeah. Um, no added sugar, of course. Um, it, it's like a ray of sunshine. It's a lovely, lovely brew. But, you know, that's one of our many rooibos-based teas. Yeah. We've got several because I love rooibos. It's my, it's my go-to drink in the evening. I actually drink one that we have that's called Banana Shake, which again is rooibos based. We've added um, sunflower only. Uh, and it makes a delicious brew. It's really lovely. So if you're looking for something that doesn't give you caffeine, it's naturally caffeine free, rooibos is the tea. It's, it's delicious. You can brew it like an ordinary cup of tea. It looks like a cup of tea. When you brew it and add a bit mm. of milk um but there's no caffeine and, oh, i love uh, it myself because oh, I, I, I do we have it every eat when i was probably not not as as nice as, as the ones you make but um yeah we have it because of that thing of not having caffeine and keeping you awake yeah. and also yeah. my, my husband grew up in zambia so but it makes me think of the number one ladies detective <laughs> yeah absolutely. absolutely yeah we love that oh well if he grew up in that he, kn he knows then about it and the fields of rooibos out drying and all of that it's uh lovely but when you talk about functional teas what what do, what do you mean by functional teas well i think the 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 very um act of making a cup of tea the ritual of doing it and the the opportunity that it presents to while the kettle's boiling to start winding down and taking a moment for yourself that experience is 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 quite relaxing in and of itself but a range of blends that do things like we have a we have a blend called breakfast boost um or afternoon perks you can tell that all three of us have had previous a uh, quite high high uh, intensity and quite stressful um professions yeah. and that and that we've all independently relied on that tea moment um, and the blend that we're actually brewing to take back to a meeting or take into a meeting or go back to our desk with to sort of perform a function and so we've got a range of teas that um that, that do different things they have added ingredients that that either give you a lift or um or help calm you so chamomile yawn which we've touched at the storm has well, chamomile has not only chamomile in it, it's got valerian, oh. um, it's got lemon balm. And so it's a combination of ingredients that are calming. They don't necessarily um, make you fall asleep at your desk, but what they do is can't reduce your stress levels. And I think that's what we all want. No matter where we're working, really, we need to feel that we can calm down and take control of ourselves. And that's what these teas help you to do. 
if that's what you want. And they're also presented in a really beautiful um, corn silk biodegradable pyramid tea bag and the blends themselves not only look fantastic but they they smell amazing and we you know the phrase about eating with your eyes it's the same yeah. when you when you when you have a drink and so that starts the process of relaxation the fact that you're pausing to make a brew and that you're you're seeing and smelling something that of its very nature is really relaxing because it's it's natural they're all natural ingredients and there's nothing added and no sugar nothing artificial and so by the time you kind of you take your first sip i think you're in your we we hoped that you would be in a better frame of mind and and tell me about this uh, buy a brew for the nhs thing that you're doing we um, we supply uh, one of our uh, uh, income streams is with food service outlets, so garden centres, cafes, um, you know, local outlets that sell food and drink, and uh, of course they're all closed. Yeah. And when and some of them, we feel so sorry for some of them because some had just opened, oh and within my. a week or so they were closing, and they'd used all their funds to open, so you know, have nothing behind them and are going to lose everything so we, then we had um, a groundswell of, of online support for us um, that kept the e-commerce side of things ticking over so we were enormously grateful um, for that and then we started thinking about what we could do to show our appreciation for the people on the front line of the fight against the coronavirus um, so Nikki came up with the idea of launching um, a brew for a hero initiative yeah. and the campaign involves individuals nominating and tagging their heroes um, on our social media and saying why they're deserving of um, one of our personalized brew for a hero caddies of tea and um, we are announcing the winner each week on Thursday just before we have the NHS um, clap and um, we get nominations before that date but um, to be perfectly, we found it so difficult to choose between all the nominations that we've having because they're all so um, heartfelt. I can completely imagine it must be a nightmare. <laughs> so we so we did decide that we would send out a, a large caddy uh, with the brew a hero personalised to to the winner to the winner, and the runners up also got a, a smaller caddy. The large ones were 50 tea bags and the smaller ones were 15, but they were all personalized caddies. And not necessarily what we intended, but we can't help it and we, <laughs> we keep doing it. it. So <laughs> I think if people get nominated, they end up in a, invariably receiving a caddy. But it comes back to the idea that um, tea is so ingrained in our culture and our psyche, and it creates such an, um, we have such an emotional attachment to it. Not those people who say, oh, I only drink coffee, but for the rest <laughs> no. of us, um, that, that sending someone a cup of, or, a, you know, a caddy of tea, really, you're sending them a hug, aren't you? Yes. And so it's just a way, our small way of saying thank you. And we know it's not going to make a, an enormous difference. All the proceeds go to the NHS, so we're not making a beam from it. Um, but, but we're just trying to, trying to do something in our own small way just to say thank you. That's such a lovely idea. Well, well, thank you so much, Nikki and Claire, for, for talking to us. And, and how, um, if we fancy one of your brews, how do we get hold of one? Well, if you go to the website, www.twist-tease, 
www.ghostsmusic.co.uk. And if you mention um, that you've um, you heard us for the first time on your lovely um, podcast, Piper, we will um, we will and email us or put it in a note. We will um, send you a sample of of the blend that you'd like to try. Oh, that's lovely. Well, thank you so much for yeah. uh, talking to us. No, thank you, Piper. And don't forget to let us know which are your favourite and we'll send you some. Oh, definitely. <laughs> After 68 years of displaying their show to the public, the Hartford Arts Society have had to take their spring show online this year because of the lockdown. We spoke to Jeff Bennett, the chairman, to find out all about it. I'm speaking to Jeff Bennett, acting chairman yes. of the Hartford Arts Society. Um, Jeff, so you, you've just launched your spring show online. How, yes. difficult, how difficult was that to, to, to get the show online? It was relatively easy to get the, to contact all of the artists. They're all on email bar two. Um, some of them struggled to get photographs of their pictures. Uh, and we had some fairly odd angles and one or two cases I had to ask the artist to have another go. So they were using their mobile phones mostly, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. So the quality suffered a bit in some cases. In other cases, it was entirely professional. Uh, we collected together the 150 submissions and um, catalogued them. And then I handed over to a web technician that we use for our website and he mounted a gallery uh, with a catalogue to go with it. So it took quite a lot of time <clears throat> and because it was the first time we've done it, a bit of experiment experimenting, um, but it, it worked out okay. And we hit the deadline. We, we, I'd set a, um, a date for when I wanted to open the exhibition and we just about scraped in. <laughs> well done. So, but it, so, I mean, you were saying, you were saying earlier that the, the exhibition has, it has been going for 68 years and of course normally it's a completely a physical experience yes yes which um well that's one or two consequences first of all for, for 3d items you really want to be able to walk around the items and if you can touch them so uh, my feeling is that it an online show doesn't work well for 3d items um for other for, for the pictures or the paintings um, to my surprise, we've had six sold, which was higher than I had expected. It's wow. very hard to buy a piece off um, a screen, I reckon. You know, you, you're investing a certain amount of money and um, hoping that it'll look good on the wall. Uh, so I, had, uh, I was a bit apprehensive, but anyway, we're beginning to sell. Oh, that's fantastic. So what would you say are, are sort of some of the highlights? I mean, I was having a quick, quick look online and there were some some amazing pieces and quite all quite different they're always different um we, we have a whole range of people who paint of course like any other amateur society i suppose some fairly avant-garde people but mostly fairly traditional people um we have one professional painter in our midst and he he's a member and he contributed three pictures um I'd be hard put to highlight any one picture. Um, it's all very much an individual t uh, taste, isn't it? Of course. Uh, Does the exhibition go right. on until? So, so I'm, I'm proposing to keep it open for a month. So until the end of May. Okay, fantastic.
but but of course it doesn't matter actually i mean one can live yeah. on a website forever yes um, <laughs> so, it's a special kit. <laughs> so with, with a physical show, you know, you're worried about the cost of a hall, and we have to, well, we have to take it down after two weeks. That's our contract. With an online show, of course, you just chuck it up into into, into Ethernet, uh, into Ether, I should say, and it stays floating there for as long as you want it to. So I'm thinking maybe until our members show, which is in the autumn, if we're still in lockdown, then I guess the members show will supersede this spring show. Thank you so much. Okay, a pleasure. Ever wondered what breakfast radio presenters get up to on their shows? We spoke to Graham Mack earlier this week and he had some real gems, pretty outrageous stories actually. Hope you enjoy them. If you probably remember, yeah. I don't know, the, the Bob FM show, the, 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 the bits I did with Chris Hubbard were my favourite bits, not the yeah. carefully constructed formatic bits. The bits really? were just yeah. Just, I always enjoy listening to you guys chatting. And yeah. the thing was, you always felt inclu- you felt included. You know, a lot of the other, some of the other radio shows that I can't bear listening to in the morning because they're too loud. You know, there's a kind of like a little crew and yeah. and all of that, but you don't feel part of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's the key. It's got to be like you got to be like the host of a party and you got to bring everybody in and you can't leave somebody yeah. sat alone in a corner because that's not fair. You, you bring them yeah. in and, you know, you got to, every, everybody's got to come in and, and be welcome and be part of it. Yeah. And then, and they'll be part of the entertainment because they'll have great stories to share. Everybody's got stories to share. Yeah. Yeah. But now you and Chris, yeah, it was always, it was always good fun. Yeah, I'd love to work with them again one day, but I, I, just, I just never know. You just never know. Yeah. I've worked with, you know, I've worked with some, some good people, along the years i worked with a, a guy called richie firth in bournemouth twice yeah. uh chris hubbard yeah they'd, they'd be my top two but i, really? <laughs> I worked with a girl in nottingham called shirley ann who was crazy really oh just crazy. <laughs> she liked free stuff as well um <laughs> we, we got really? a, we got her a free boob job on the show oh my god really Oh, they didn't. You didn't broadcast while you were actually, actually having it done, or anything. No, that was televised. She got. She got. Oh a, uh, Lord. There's a documentary. What the hell was it called? I don't know. It was called Changing Faces. Or something. I don't know. Anyway, and that oh, went out oh. on TV of her oh, procedure. God. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. She was. Uh, I mean, good for her. It was great for the yeah. show because it's you're on. You doing a bit of TV in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, yeah. But. Uh, Oh, yeah, dear. she was uh, she was crazy. Um, she ne- she could have got us killed actually at one stage. Really? I, Why? What happened? There, there was there was I, it was me and I had a sidekick Jimmy and he was the mini Mac, and I used to get yeah. him to do stuff I didn't want to do on the street and all the rest of it. I was a host in the studio and Shirley Ann was traffic and travel. Okay. And anyway, so she goes to get this boob job and she gets, she gets the boob job for free and she has it done. And we follow her progress, you know, each week for the consultation. How big do you want them? And she's going bigger. And, you know, anyway, yeah. And um, then it's this TV show. It was a, it was a series about surgery and she, one week they did her, you know, radio present and they brought the cameras in and the line, they filmed us in the studio and then they, did other bits and they interviewed us all and then they entered the before and after the whole thing. And I said to the boss, I said, mate, we've got to milk this. We've got to get a poster on the side of a bus um, Yeah, because we've got to, you know, we've now got this exposure. We've just got to keep it going that, you know, we're the station that the travel presenter had a, had a boob job on the 
whatever. So he found some budget for one poster. <laughs> that one bus. It was one bus. It's going to go on a bus. Yeah. So I said, well, the poster's got it. We're only going to get one. It better be a good one. Yeah. So we kind of asked listeners, as we always, you always bring everybody in, you know, what, do, how, what we can, what, how should this be? And yeah. somebody said, why don't you and Jimmy dress like James Bond, you know, tuxedo and all the rest of it. And Shirley Ann can be stood in between you like a Bond girl with a zip down thing and cleavage. You're kind of like um, Emma Peel kind of, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And we thought, well, you know, that could work. So we went to this photographer and we told him we were going to do this. He said, yeah, 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 I like that. And he sent us to this place where you get outfits to dress up like. It wasn't a, it wasn't Moss Bros, but it was, it was like, it, no. was, they, it was props and whatever. Okay. So they gave us these like tuxedo things or whatever, and they put Shirley in this thing with the zip, you know, with the, the zip with the big ring on it. So like the Bond girl yeah, kind of yeah. thing. So we're all like that. And, the, and then they gave us this other thing, which we ended up not using because it was wrong. And they were guns. So we looked like James Bond, but with a, yeah. you know, the shoulder holster thing. Yeah. Like, it looks like a bra thing with a, yeah. with yeah. a pistol in it. Yeah. So they gave us these to take to the photographers. And, you know, between there and the photographers, I said, you know, I'm not really happy with the gun. I don't think that's yeah. the right image for breakfast radio. No, no. Know, I think people will get the James Bond thing if we just look yeah, the part. James Bond doesn't always yeah. have a gun. No. You know, not, not, you know, he's playing cards in a casino. He's not, he's not got the gun. Yeah. So, so anyway, so then, um, Shirley Ann, she, um, if we, if we ever had like a dispute with people, she just turned on them. I can remember once we did this thing where we got this box of pies and stuff from Greg's bakers. And once a week listeners, uh, emailed in or probably faxed in back then I don't know and we would take you all this food for your morning tea and sandwiches yeah. and you know stuff from Greg's and we'd sit there and have morning tea with them that was you you want us for your morning tea yeah me Shirley Ann and Jimmy and I remember once uh we were in this branded station mini uh with the radio station logos all over it and whatever I was in the back Jimmy was driving and Cheryl was in the front seat and Jimmy had just cut off a cyclist and the cyclist had had a go at us. Yeah. Justifiably cyclists, not my favorite people in the world, but you know, anyway, yeah. Shirley goes to Jimmy back up. So he backs up. She winds down the window and tells him to F off <laughs> in a radio station branded oh, vehicle. Lord. How that <laughs> didn't, you know, no. go in the local paper or something. I'll never know. No. But that's the kind of character she was. Yeah. So anyway, back to the story of we've got these outfits and stuff. Yeah. And we're in, I had a branded car uh, from a local Honda dealer had given me a car with the station logo on it or something. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't always follow the road signs. This was a mistake, not oh, deliberate yeah. in Nottingham. Now, Nottingham at the time... When I lived there, I lived in an area called St. Anne's, which is a rough area. Yeah. There was a shooting. I think there was a shooting every week and there was a fatality at least once a month. Oh, shooting. Yeah. It was the shooting capital of Britain at the time. 
Anyway, so I'm driving this car and we've got these tuxedos on. And Cheryl's got this thing on, whatever. And I accidentally go the wrong way up a one-way street. Oh, no. And I get half the way up and a van coming the other way stops. And I didn't even know I was in a one-way street. And this bloke gets out of the van and he comes and he, he, he gets out of the van, he walks up and he gives me what for in the van. And as he's walking back, Cheryl says, get the guns. Oh, no. <laughs> They're only toy guns, you know. Yeah, yeah, of course. But the fella in the van wouldn't have known that. And he no. may well have been armed. He might have had something, some real firepower. Or if, in the or if not, he might have had a knife or anything. Or yeah. anything. anything. Jimmy goes oh. to get the gun. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> All, all the time in the branded car yeah. with whatever radio station bl- blazoned over the, all over it. <laughs> I don't know how we got onto that. How do we get onto oh, that? Clever. All this for, you nearly died for a boob job. This is what you're yeah. telling me. Yeah. 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 I'm not being funny. When you, if you're a radio, if you're a radio weather and travel person, why yeah. do you need a boob job anyway? I don't you know. You want to go on TV, I suppose. I oh bless know. her! Well, you know if that's what she wanted. She she did a lap. She did a lap of the building topless after she'd had it done. Oh God, really? No, that was um, that was. Uh, I've done some. I've done <laughs> done some shows. I'm not proud of. Um, uh, same. Oh, haven't we all? Well, <laughs> same same radio station. Same radio station. Oh, I can think of two from that radio station and really? one from another. Have you got time for these? Yeah, yeah, and I've got an awful story as well, so they... <laughs> Great. So we read in the paper that a sushi restaurant in Manchester, we're in Nottingham, sushi restaurant in Manchester is serving sushi off a naked woman. Oh, no. So... Like I, sex in a titty. I don't, I don't know. So yeah. I said, I said, well, I tell you what, if there's any women want to come in here, we'll get the sushi. Like a real... Oh. God. Right? <laughs> you would think no one's going to call, right? You're just no. saying it. No, of course not. <laughs> so this lady calls up and she goes, my husband loves sushi. And I said, oh yeah, I would love to come in <laughs> naked oh, no. and have him eat sushi off me. Oh. So I'm like, bring it up. So this morning she comes in and she's laid right in front of me on the broadcast desk with yeah. not a stitch on. Jimmy's oh. dropping these bits of sushi here, there, and everywhere. And her husband's got chopsticks. And, I, and I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> the other one was uh, same station. We got to talking about the chicken on the Kellogg's cornflakes box. Oh, yeah. Because... Who was it? It was a comedian. Who's the comedian with the, the pockets and, and he used to do the funniest home video show and the glasses and he's, uh, what the hell's his name? Oh God. Do you know the guy I mean? He's got like, he's, a, he's an actor, he's a doctor in real life. Um, oh yes, yes. Um, and he does stuff with the badger and things. That's him. Yes. Oh God. What is he called? 
Isn't this awful? Yeah. He has, yeah he's Harry, got Hill. Harry, Harry Hill. Hill. Harry Hill. Harry Hill. Harry Hill. So, yeah, that's right. Harry Hill had a bit in his act where he says, um, his grandmother says to him, I can't seem to work out how to do this jigsaw puzzle. Uh, there's a picture of a chicken on the box and, I don't, and, it, and it's a box of cornflakes, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's the joke. And it's one of his bits. And, and I was like, well, why is there a chicken on a box of cornflakes? It is actually quite a random thing to put on something that, you know. It's true. Do, do, would chickens eat cornflakes? Because maybe yeah, they, would. they would. They, they would, would, right? Yeah. Now, they I don't know. Anything. So we got to that stage. So I don't know how it got to this stage, but we got to the stage where we asked the question, would a chicken eat cornflakes out of the arse crack of a builder? Because <laughs> that's a natural progression. I'm not sure it, how Ryan? we got, we, but we got no. there. We got, yeah. But I'm not sure how. So sure enough, somebody called up who had two chickens and... <laughs> A builder called up and said he would, we would find out live on air. <laughs> he would offer his cleavage. Right. So once again, purposes. he's on top of the desk <laughs> with his trousers down and his hairy ass out. Jimmy is sprinkling the cornflakes into the crack. And then two chickens are released from their cages that they'd been brought in to see if they would eat the cornflakes out. And I think one of them had a nibble. But the thing <laughs> is, the chickens were not happy. No. And the chickens got out and started running around the studio, freaking out. Yes. Then Shirl's screaming. The chickens and I, we don't know where the chickens are, but they're somewhere in here. One of them had got into like one of the wiring ducts. They had these big wiring. One of the chickens had gone in there. Yeah. Shirl's on the desk screaming blue murder because she's terrified yeah. of these chickens. Oh, she's scared. Of Some people are scared of chickens. Yeah. 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 So and not, none of this was foreseen. <laughs> no. Not, oh. not a fine moment. We used to do stuff. And, 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 and usually when we did stuff like that, we got into trouble. We had a horse in the studio one day. Yeah, the back, horse, how do you fit the, a horse in a radio studio? We had, we had, big. At the back, the, 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 the studio was like here. If I'm, if I'm on the air here, there was a door out yeah. to a corridor. And the end, oh. and then the end of the corridor was a fire door, and they brought the, yeah. the horse through the fire door <laughs> into do. the corridor. It wasn't actually in the studio; it was in the corridor. I was in the corridor. But we ended up having the newsreader read the news on horseback, and <laughs> um, yeah, and but and then we got into trouble for that. We got into yeah. trouble for the chicken. We got into trouble for the suit. But any of these ones where we had this, just you know, what if? And the listeners didn't help because they would get us into trouble there Make was once there things. was once we found out i don't know how some someone no somebody rang up somebody rang up and yeah. said somebody rang up and said did you know if you put a light bulb in a microwave it lights up so we're like <laughs> no way go and get the microwave out the kitchen so jimmy brings the microwave out the kitchen we plug it in on the broadcasting desk we unscrew the light bulb one of the light bulbs in the studio, yeah. put it in the microwave, turn it on, and sure enough, it did. It lit up. And we all went, you heard it go like, okay, you put the microwave on, it goes, and you heard us all go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so then somebody else rings up and goes, do you know 
if you put a CD in a microwave, it makes a rainbow. And we went, well, <laughs> no. right. well behind me were uh, recorded CDs. And it was a radio station with a really tight playlist. And the entire yeah. playlist was only on something like 12 CDs. Yeah. They were, you know, they, they put them on there. Yeah. So I just grabbed one of the CDs. No, I actually pl- took the one out of the machine that was playing, I think. Anyway, it was one of the playlists, the CDs with the playlist on. Yeah. Put it in the microwave. Didn't make a rainbow. There were a few sparks and it wrecked the CD and we lost the 12th of the playlist that morning. Oops. Yeah. The music, the music director was the guy that followed me on the air and he, get, he just came in and he went, I can't look at you right now. I am so annoyed. I am so annoyed. <laughs> and, and I rang him up later in the day to see if he'd calmed down because he didn't make copies. He got the CDs from record companies. He'd copied them and didn't have a backup copy. Oh, God. And um, he just said to me, I can't believe you've been so unprofessional. And he hung up the phone. <laughs> now, I thought, wait a second. And I did this on the air the next day, and I shouldn't have done, because you shouldn't fall out with the people you work with. No, it's But I said why. this on the air. I said, look, my job as a professional is to create entertainment in between the songs. And I did that. Yeah. So I was being professional. Yes. Your job is to look after the music library for this radio station, and you didn't keep a backup, and you're accusing me of being unprofessional. I think you're fine. I did my job. You didn't do yours. I should be at liberty to put any of the music that I wish in a microwave at any time I like. <laughs> if it's for entertainment. Yeah. If it's for entertainment, yes. That's it from the Lockdown Lowdown this week. Join us next week when we'll be speaking to photographer Penny Bird from Harpenden on a new project she's working on about Harpenden characters and Sid Perry, who runs the Weekly Willow Cafe in Bishop Stortford. Stay safe, people.